This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hello, hello, everybody. This is Derek from Backpacking and Blisters. With you today is the only man uh, in recorded history, I believe, that has ever traversed an entire ravine walking across his own shoelaces carl mandrioli buddy <laughs> this is it this is this is the the finale yeah. today this is how you f- i like i like that you want to jump in before i get a chance to introduce i'm you trying to save trying you to the agony i'm trying to over. save you embarrassment but oh you know what go ahead let's let's do it well people don't know who you are we got they know people don't know who you are all right well with me today is Derek oh somerville a man who has such a hard time trying to get people to go backpacking with him that he bought a book called How to Make People Like Me, and it turned out it was all about cloning. Oh, man. Are you trying to make these bad? Is it tr- are you trying to make these? I don't think I, don't think I understood I, that one. I, I okay. get it. I get it. It's just, sophisticated uh, humor. So, yeah, I, I'm worried about you because that was, that, was that was long. It was a lot of detail. You know, you got you to trim mm. that up maybe a little bit. Maybe season okay. two, you know, you get that together, you know? Maybe. Start pre- start. I, I think I've already got it together and you just don't want to embrace I'm starting to, I'm gonna start the truth. The, and I'm going to start okay. the prayer chain now. This is, yeah, this is kind of our season finale, man. This is pretty awesome. We made it to 31 episodes. I didn't know that we would actually make it. There were some challenges along the way. Would you say you're a pessimist or no? Uh, I would say I was pessimistic about you being available for all the episodes. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Champions find a way, my friend. Champions find a way. So we'll talk about kind of where we're going to go with it at the end of this episode, but I got a couple tidbits, Tidbit man. me up. Tidbit me up. Okay. So this last, or my first one was just from last Sunday. I was sitting in church and I met a new person and he is a state park ranger for the state of Colorado. Wow. And I was, yeah. So I was, you know, getting, he was a super nice guy. I was getting to know him mm. a little bit and Jessica was standing next to me and I was kind of more like doing the interview style, asking him the questions <laughs> and I could just tell Jessica's like, you got to tell him like that you go backpacking and that you do a lot of outdoor stuff and that you have a podcast, but I'm not the guy who just volunteers that information. I'm not, you know, I don't, 
Did you feel like that was a package that was to be unwrapped at the right time? Kind of. Like, I just, I don't, yeah, you don't just throw everything out all at once, right? But Jessica was there, and she was just like, she just couldn't handle it. So at some at one point, um, she started, she just was like, yeah, uh, Carl did this podcast episode on Sasquatch. Oh, wow. And so, wow. So, so that was my introduction to him. By That's, the way, my uh, husband, he does that, podcasts, and he, he did on the Sasquatch. You can only, you know, have one chance at a first impression. So right. So hopefully that didn't ruin everything. I think it, I think we're done there, but... Kind of funny. So, what did he say? Was he uh, was he excited? He's like, not. He's kind of just like you know, nodded and was like, okay. (laughs) Total shutdown. What do you say when somebody says that to you? That's just kind of you. Go find the donut table and regroup and try again later. (laughs) You know, I mean, I don't know what to tell you on that one. (laughs) That's harsh. Starting with Sasquatch, that's a harsh. Not like, hey, he, you know, my husband backpacks. He does a podcast right. right to the sasquatch right to the sasquatch wow. <laughs> wow i didn't pass out a card to him that day that's probably wise i think i think just overall the sasquatch as a as a lead-in a little too heavy you know what i mean a little too heavy <laughs> for sure <laughs> <laughs> for sure i don't know for sure okay so that was one the other one was uh chris mead special guest okay. a couple times on our podcast this season he yeah. so he had his event in early may the film festival and it went well he actually sold out which is really cool and his movie the high sierra trail is now on imdb the internet movie database and nice. it, yeah so i'm gonna uh so i've gotten our, our uh description this week just a link to his site and kind of see when that comes out i got a chance cool. to sneak preview it and yeah there's some good stuff really awesome like it's just fun watching backpacking movies especially when he carried like 14 pounds of camera gear between him and he went oh, with one other guy. So That's insane. He was committed. That's yeah. That is commitment. I'm excited to watch it. So good for I him. Felt, yeah, I felt like we cared a lot, but I think we only were like at eight pounds. But that was between that a much. lot of different guys, too. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, th- so those are my main two tidbits. We'll talk more about kind of things to come with our podcast towards the end. But this, yeah. this episode is about the six different types of backpacking conflict, kind of a play on the literary different types of conflict. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, so like with the intro with the El Guapo Three Amigos reference, yeah, Derek, who is your, who or what is your El Guapo? Who or what is my, I think my El Guapo is, is usually myself. I think my, uh, you know, you, you know, you have, you know, whenever you go on a trip of any length or difficulty, you know, I think a lot of times there's always that mental battle. There can be um, the physical battle, and it's frustrating sometimes. The physical battle is it can be frustrating because you're like, I want to keep going, I I, I can keep going, mm. but my body is not allowing me to keep going. Right. So I think I think you know there's always like the mental physical El Guapo that I think uh, we all battle with. I think that's the main. Okay. Probably. I like that you related to backpacking. I was kind of opening up just yeah. to life in general, but that's fine. Or you know, life life as well, my friend. Well, we yeah, have something in common on this one because. My El Guapo is what? also you. <laughs> oh, wow. That's harsh. That is harsh. I'm totally joking. Why am I your El Guapo? What are I'm I totally joking. Um, I don't think you are. <laughs> I think there's a little truth in there. Yeah. I think you want me to say that my El Guapo is my shoulders, but... Well, that's that's a mini guap. We call that a mini guap. A mini guap. A yeah. la guapa. An El Churro, we call that. What's your, what's your El Guapo? 
All right, so I think my old yeah. Guapo is relates to backpacking is probably the trip saboteurs like we talked about in previous right. episodes. And I feel like there's always, sometimes it's kind of funny, but when it compromises the trip plan and makes me do extra work, I kind of get annoyed by that, I'll be honest. So, oh, yeah, okay. we've got some okay. potential saboteuring coming up, so I'm sure we'll podcast about that as well. But oh, yeah, this all definitely. relates to the different types of backpacking conflicts. So... When we talk about the, like the literary conflicts, we're talking like man versus self, man versus man, man versus nature, etc. So this kind of stems mm. from a comment by, I, th- I referenced this in a previous episode by Eric, who said like, your video is good, but it needs more. He basically said needs like a villain or needs more conflict. And then as I thought about it, I'm like, man, when you think of backpacking, like there's a lot of built in conflict. And I don't think we always recognize that or acknowledge that. Maybe not, we didn't do a very good job of that in the video. But I thought, you know, it might yeah. be good to kind of acknowledge that and talk about maybe ways to overcome the backpacking conflict because I think that there's a lot out there. So we probably won't think, hit everything, yeah. but we'll hit some of the things. I think you're right, yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's, let's, let's tackle these. All right, these so let's good. go back and forth. And, we, and, like, we'll each hit one and then give some examples. And if you have any personal anecdotes about anything, go for it. And then we'll kind of come up with some solutions for it. Okay. So You want to start or you want me to start it? You started since since your personal guapo is kind of our first one on our list. Man versus man versus self. Okay, right. Yeah, I say El, first El guapo would be man versus self, uh, the solo self saboteur, if you will. Okay, um, so you talked about like your blisters, your lack yeah. of physical training and general fitness. So <laughs> I think <laughs> I am fit. Okay, <laughs> early on uh, I could have been more fit for sure. I'm definitely more fit now. But I think the the I think the self saboteur is is more. I think it's like a layered thing. You know, like you talked about, like you went on a lot of lo- you know hikes that were alone um, by yourself. I think that in itself can be an El Guapo um, just from the lack of conversation. Um, entertainment like you're talking about yeah loneliness yeah. yeah for sure um i think the other types of self uh guapos are besides like i was saying like the the mental struggle maybe of like oh am i gonna make it up this hill today or oh can i keep going when i haven't eaten i, I gotta get some food i'm almost out or uh maybe the backpack's feeling too heavy i gotta battle with that for another five miles right. or you know, my feet hurt, whatever. There's there's all those self-guapos. Um, there's also, like, indecisive, uh, you know, self-guapos as far as making decisions about what to do. I think especially if you're alone, that can be a big self-guapo because it really affects... You don't have, like... You can't bounce ideas off of anybody, you know? Like, if you're... Right. I mean, you can. If, if you wait at a, tra- at a junction long enough and it's a relatively yeah. travel trail, you could probably do that. To to what to 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 bounce ideas off somebody else like you'll come across somebody oh, yeah. eventually. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. You might be uh, waiting a while, like depending on the right. trail. But I think, um, yeah, just having you know, if you're making decisions by yourself for yourself, that can be nice in the sense of you can do what you want. But also, um, if you're not well versed in what to do in a situation, that could be really detrimental or even dangerous to yeah you gotta you gotta be experienced enough to be out there in the first place obviously if you're gonna go solo correct but right so yeah so i think you can definitely and even and i think the man versus self can happen in the group context as well where you do things like you talked about where you weren't you didn't bring the appropriate clothing or socks like you like to talk about your socks so love my socks 
Love learning from mistakes, I think, is a solution. But if you do go kind of the solo route or if you're out there by yourself for a long time, I think at one point I was over 24 hours without seeing a single hiker on the Pacific Crest Trail when I was doing a section of it in Washington. And yeah, I would say a bit of loneliness definitely set in. But I have a solution for the loneliness one, though. What is that? Aside from the obvious, like going with somebody else, is you can bring like your phone or your iPod and listen to a backpacking and blisters podcast. That's always, that's always beautiful. Right. You, you, you used to be like anti techie though. That's, this is what you've come full I'm just circle coming up with potential solutions. I'm not saying I would do it, but you know what? I feel like okay. we could be brought along on a backpacking trip and it wouldn't be all that bad. I agree with you on that. I'll agree with you on that. Okay. We would be pleasant for the year. You know what I mean? <laughs> so in general, I'm going to say that I'm going to be bold. Okay. So that's man himself. What, what do you got? Okay. So then kind of taken out of the solo context, of course, you get the man versus man. Mm. And so I've got mm. some some scenarios mm. of that, things that, that we've all experienced. I've got the um, my favorite, which happens, I feel like, every year, overthrowing the leadership of the group, where there's always somebody that's like just challenging ideas, like, like having no part in the planning. They just simply are challenging ideas, and, and their ideas might not be half bad, but just, you know, they're just like... Hey, you've planned for months, but on a whim, let's do this. And then getting everybody else to kind of agree with them and overthrow the leadership, kind of kind of like a, a mutiny on the trail, so to speak. Yeah. And you've had something like that happen. It happens uh, every year, man. It happens every single yeah. year. I mean, yeah, someone, I'm saying. Wants to do something. Like this, the story of the, you know, the trip you said got overthrown in the car before you even got there. Yeah, that was the worst one. Ugh, sure. brutal. Does that say anything about your leadership skills, or or maybe? Yeah, the- no, I'm terrible. I'm a terrible leader. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say you're terrible. I admit that, but nobody else is leading, so I'm happy to, to take up the reins and then get challenged every year. So, but that's just one example of a man versus a man situation. You know, you know what they say, buddy. It's lonely at the top. You know, it's lonely at the top. <laughs> so you have. There's, what are your other man versus? Yeah, overthrowing okay, leadership. Okay, so other other man versus man issues have come across the uh some some boy scout challenges for sure and boy scouts wow yeah boy scouts we've we've come across honestly like the friendliest boy scouts and boy scout troops out there Mm. but we've come across some that are that i can they kind of make me a little bit sad because i feel like with the boy scouts they're you know it's like a good time to connect between like the boys and the adult men and the men can kind of lead the boys and it's just like kind of like a coming of age kind of thing which mm. i think is part of their experience but because a lot of the dads don't step up the moms sort of fill the voids there and sure. so i've come across like the moms on the trail who are just yeah like like they they i don't want to go too much into detail but i would just call them um it would be a man versus man situation where it's just like you just kind of want to get away a little bit so okay Okay. Had some issues with that, and then um, I kind of referenced the mountain biking experience. If you're if you're not in national park, if you're in national forest, you might come across some mountain bikers. And mountain bikers, a lot of them are very friendly. I'm a mountain biker myself, and I abide by the trail rules of letting the people on foot um, have the right of way, and then everybody has to let the horses have the right of way. But I told you, I forget when I said this. I think it was a week or two ago that I actually gotten in like a shouting match with a mountain biker the other, the other day. Yeah. Or now a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. So he was kind of like barreling down a steep portion of the trail. He was going downhill. I was going, I was running trail running uphill and it was a single track trail Ooh. and he would, and he could, he had good visibility. He could see me for a long distance off and he was not going to relent. And so he almost like knocked me into the hillside 
as he barreled past. And I actually tried to get over to the right, even though technically I had the right of way. And as he's passing, he's yelling at me to get out of the way, like anger. <laughs> and so as he passes, I stop. I'm, I'm in like shock. I'm like, are you kidding me? So I'm in shock. And he kind of goes around the corner. And I just stare. I'm like, he's mad. He might get off his bike and come have some words with me. And he did. So he comes around the corner. Wow. He's like, get out of my way. What and so I just yelled back at him about who had the right of way on the trail and to follow the rules. And then he walked away. This is this is your life. These are Carl problems. You know what I mean? Like this is. I think a lot of people have come across the the angry mountain biker who just doesn't. Do you realize. felt like Do you feel like you lost your cool or no? You, you, I feel like I had righteous anger and that okay. so you, I... Within reason, then. And that he was the one that walked away, and he probably realized he was in the wrong, but he just was trying to set, like, a record on Strava or something. Mm. I don't know. So I'm glad you didn't pick yeah. up a rock and throw it at him or something. That would be bad. No, no, Good no, job, no. Good job. But I would have I would have been happy to explain to him in a more calm tones, appropriate trail etiquette. I don't think he was in the mood for that, though. He, you don't think he wanted to listen to that? Say, no, yeah. but I actually looked for him for the rest of the way because it was kind of like, like a loopy sort of trail. So I was ready to have a further conversation with him oh. and if need be, use some karate. <laughs> that, that would be <laughs> amazing to film. I'll just say that. Yeah. Well, I had the crane kick ready. I'll say that. That would be ugly to watch. Any more, uh, any, any more man versus man? Well, we've got, there's, this could go on forever. Yeah, you easily go on. I get, I get a long list. I don't, I don't want to spend too much time on the man versus man because we talked about kind of okay. within your own group, outside your group. Have you ever come across a person mm. on the trail that I would call like the braggart? Yeah. Like just they want to like validate. They, they would need that validation of like listen to all the stuff that I've done or I've accomplished. Yeah, like or I'm doing this many miles right, today right, right. and yeah. try to minimize what you're doing. They just, they just want to tell you how amazing they are. Um, I would say it's a man versus man situation because that's a conversation I want to get out of, to be honest. It's awkward. It can be really awkward. I it mean, is. I, yeah, it happens a lot in trail running, actually, where people just want to tell you about all these different races they want to do. But it started to spill over in the backpacking realm where I've come across quite a few people about like how amazed they are at themselves. And so that's kind of like, that doesn't happen very often, but when it does, it's just kind of a conversation I want to get out of. I try to, I try to take that with a grain of salt, though, because depending on who's saying it, you know, maybe it's their first trip and they're really stoked that they survived or something i mean right. i know i was so but i don't at the same time i don't know you know you, mm. i think we all know kind of the the, the general stereotype of the people that are going to come down and be like you know i mean we only did like you know 48 miles today so you know we're gonna do you know when they're kind of you know dropping all the accomplishments trying I think to there's f- a difference between being excited about what you've done and just trying to tell everybody that will listen about all the things you've done and, and what you're currently yeah, doing and sure yeah, I think there's a difference there. So I get what you're saying. So I threw out I threw out three there. I threw out three. No, no, no I threw out four mm-hmm. different man versus man conflicts. That's, de- that's deep, man. That's yeah, deep. It happens a lot. I think I think that's probably the one that we're most likely to get on film for future episodes of our our documentaries. The braggarts. You want to get the braggart on film? Um, just man versus man in general, but maybe the braggarts. I'm gonna track one down. <laughs> I'm gonna track one down. Track. <laughs> but do you have any do you have any solutions for any of those that i mean i kind of threw i kind of threw out what i what my solution was with the mountain biker no there's no solution for any of that solve my solve my weak leadership problem how about that one don't lead um <laughs> let's see what <laughs> no, i was kidding uh join the girl scouts and okay. i would say no i mean you know a lot of it's just like common sense i think you know obviously you being leaders is, is you do the best you can obviously if any 
everybody else was doing the same thing in our group that you're doing, you they would come across the same problems, like you know, scheduling permits. So I, I would hope that the rest of the guys would have some type of um, understanding of what you have to do every year, which is you know stuff yeah, that I'm they not, I'm don't not have looking to. for sympathy. Or I'm going to throw have... sympathy at you because I know okay. secretly you want it. So there it is. Yeah. So that's that. So your solution is to give me pity and sympathy. Not really a solution. I'll be honest. I'm just trying to validate you because okay. I know that you want that. No, I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I leadership is always, dude. Leadership is always a struggle, though. You know what I mean? It's like you're you're lonely. Like I said, you're lonely at the top. Like you yeah. can make good decisions that are correct technically, and you're still going to have people be upset about it. So can you overcome that? And can you stay positive? And can you stay on task? Which I think you do a great job of. So. Press on, my friend. Press on. I think, yeah, it's obviously not bothering me to the point where I have to yeah, right, exactly. like, get rid of you from the group, for example. Well, clear, who would do that, though? I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the best part of the group. Uh, you did say you do a long trail with me, so why would you want to get rid of me? Um, taken. I would say, yeah. So, and then the bragger, yeah, I mean, what can you do? I mean, you want to be... Just exit conversation, like, good job, man. And it is usually... Right, man. right, right. I have, actually haven't had a female bragger. Yeah, like, I, I want to be, be Christ-like, but I want to be... You know, I don't want to sit there and listen for an hour and a half about all yeah. that stuff either. So yeah, good job, man. Have a fun rest of your hike for today, and then along you go. So I'm gonna say El Guapo yeah. could be man versus nature for everybody. Is this the, is man versus nature the same as man versus wild? Ooh, well, that's debatable. Let's talk about it. So okay, I think man versus nature. Obviously, Mother Nature is in charge out there, and we are just visiting. So do you do you believe Mother Nature is like a real thing, like a real person or entity? Like a per, like a person, like in Moana, or like an entity? No, I don't. I don't think so. Maybe you do, and that's okay. <laughs> Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. MidwayUSA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Still <laughs> care about you. Um, are you projecting your real thoughts on me? I'm not into Mother Nature, more into Father Time, though. Oh, definitely a real guy. <laughs> for sure a real guy. Anyway, so I think Mother Nature is always, you know, like if you're, whether you're in the ocean, you're in the backpacking country, anywhere, you know, Mother Nature is in charge, obviously. Um, and so I think you always have little battles when you're backpacking with Mother Nature. Mosquitoes, bugs, you're battling with them constantly. Um, we've had a couple times where we, like my wife and I, were backpacking and we ran into unmelted snow. 
in like, I think it was July, late July, and that was a problem. Uh, so the terrain was an issue. Um, it's, and like, speaking of terrain, if you had like, un, like, let's say you were doing, you know, like the, what was it, that Hawaiian trail we were talking about? I, I'm, the name's eluding me right now. Um, it's oh, like, the Nepali Coast? The Nepali Coast, yeah. So if you're doing something like that, it's like sheer cliff. You know, there's sections of some trails that we've done that are pretty narrow. If there's loose rock, if there's things like that, that's can be always that can be a battle because you know you're you got to be careful. Otherwise, one wrong step and sayonara. Right. Um, and then obviously the big one is the weather. So we've had lightning and rain. I'm sure we. What's all the have worst it. you've had? Is lightning and rain the worst weather you've had? Um. Well, what do you mean by worse? Is it like scariest? Like, whoa, this is like, I'm kind of starting to get worried yeah, a like little bit like the most here. dangerous where this is a definite conflict. Uh, I don't know. Well, I'd say like... I've never like, really, like you could have had snow, like, you know, snowstorms, blizzards, hail. Hail can be an issue because it can actually tear up your tent if you're trying to take shelter. Well, okay, well, if we're, we're, veer, well, if we're veering off of backpacking, then yeah, I would say hail because I've had some hail issues. Not on the trail, okay. um, but if I'm really on the trail, them. I think you know I don't I don't know if I've ever been like worried worried, but there was that one year we had that gnarly lightning and rain downpour. Yeah. So I mean that's always you want to be careful for sure. I've, I saw the lightning touch the ground a couple of times, um, yeah. so don't want to get struck by that. Obviously, so I think you know those are some those are like the big things. I think if you're out and about in the wilderness, that nature can just wreak havoc on you. Um, I don't know that there's like a full on solution for man versus nature other than just to do your research so that you're prepared for like the trail you're talking about or the conditions or the bugs. Like if you do your research, I think that's going to cover over a lot of the issues. Sure. There's always going to be surprise issues. Like somebody accidentally leaves a, an oatmeal pack in their backpack and gets chewed up by a bear like Spagiver had, right? That's true. That's true. I think there's, there's pros and cons, you know, and I think it's important to stay positive. Like let's say you have a torrential downpour. Right. Good news is mosquitoes kind of go away for a while, but <laughs> the bad news is like, where am I going to put up my shelter? I got to find a place to be, to have my shelter. Maybe all my clothes got wet because it was my second time backpacking and I didn't bring a, a shell for my backpack and all my clothes got wet. So, right. uh, you know, things like that. So I think, you know, obviously that's why you go shop and that's why you go prepare to have as much as you can. Obviously you can get into the trap of like oh and now i pack too much so obviously experience lends a big to a big part of that um bringing what you need and and surviving and bringing people with you that um can help you if you get stuck like you can work together you know they're right. not gonna freak out so okay man versus so nature man versus, oh. man versus nature is a big one for sure huge huge top right. that i think well i think they're getting harder now because they're not quite so obvious like the next literary one is man versus society. And mm-hmm. so some of them we've mm-hmm. talked about this season. What the, I'm trying to think of who like represents society out there. So I, I came up with a couple, uh, Rangers that require bear canisters. Uh, that true. is society. And they, and they have a good reason for, you know, for requiring them generally, but not necessarily specifically to the experienced backpacker. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that's that's one. Uh, the other one, you gauge, and how do you gauge that? Like, what's quote unquote experience? Like, how do they really? Well, we talked about that. Can you pass the permit test? Well, and that our test is legendary, but they yeah. don't have it. You know what I mean? So they don't have it yet. We we got to get the word out, man. It's either that or we got to get the ursacs going. You know, like one <laughs> of the two. 
Ursac. Ursac. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so then the other part of society that I think the backpacker experiences in terms of member society is um, when they are trying to tell other people about their backpacking experiences, the non-backpackers that simply don't get it. Like they're like, first of all, why would you sleep on the ground? Why would you prefer to be out in the woods where there's all like, you know, the bugs and the dirt and the animals versus a hotel? And they just like, mm. it's just foreign to them. So they're more, they're more into the glamping. Not the I don't even think glamping. I think it's like beyond, I think it's just hotel. Okay. Maybe okay. like room service. Well, that's why I'm not bringing them on the trip though. And that's why I stay away from those people. I think that's smart. So yeah. don't bring, yeah, but still, I th- or just, yeah, they're not going to appreciate what you're doing and maybe they don't really want to hear about your braggart sort of story either, right? <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you struggle with that? Is that what you're saying? Now? I do. Uh, hey, let me ask you a question. When you get home from a trip and you get you meet up with your buddies at church, you'll be like, so Carl, how was your backpacking trip? Do you, have, do you struggle with the braggart? Are you like, well, I mean, we did 52 miles. I mean, it was, it was pretty tough, you know? <laughs> I don't know if you seek that oh, out. Man. I just want to, you know, sway. If only I had those friends that cared what I did <laughs> on, on trips like that. I don't think I've ever ever gotten that. Like, how was your backpacking trip question ever from a, you know, from a non I think I've had like maybe once or twice. So, that, yeah. But in, in Colorado, you come across, you know, more people are experienced hiking or camping or backpacking. So it's easy to talk about that. And then it's also easier to talk about backpacking to people who maybe just, like our campers and are almost ready, right. ready to take the next step. Right. So that, that part's nice. If you're talking about, you know, my experience is in Orange County, California, no interest basically. Or, th- I mean, they're there. They're just few and far between. It's hard, it's rare to come across somebody. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. You're, you're definitely in a better environment to have those conversations than I am for sure. Yeah. So it's for, in terms of solutions, it's just simply not to have the conversations <laughs> and and then just to break the rules in the national parks. <laughs> There's all there is that option. Yeah. It's true, right? Not not suggesting that, of course, and not saying that we've ever done that, but Derek has. Wow, always. Where's there's the bus you threw me under? There it is. Uh, let's move on to man. Okay, this is this is one of my favorite ones. This is the most ridiculous one, but I'm going to bring it up. Man versus the un- okay. the unknown. Okay. There's a lot of unknown out there. The El Gua- Okay, let's start with the simple stuff. Let's start with the simple stuff. There's the uh, okay. there's the unknown of like, you know, you have sounds in the forest that you're walking and you hear like, what is that? Is that a bear? Is that you battle with like what is that sound? I'm not sure what that yeah, was. But if you're if you're hiking, I'm I think I'm less scared than if it's like you're trying to hunker down for the night, right? And you're just like, what's outside my tent? If you're well, yeah, if you're in the and if you're in the tent, you can't see anything and it's right. dark, that's even worse, yeah. right? So Dude. unknown sounds could be an El Guapo for a lot of people. Maybe they get scared. Like you got a little concern when there was like our backpacks were being taken from underneath our vestibule last summer, right? I You're think like, you were the one that grabbed my hand, if I remember correctly. And <laughs> then I hand. calmed you down and said, whoa, <laughs> <Did> nay, <laughs> nay, dear. Did I, <laughs> sit down. Did I prop you up and push you towards the tent door? <laughs> <laughs> I think you threw me into the vestibule and I solved the problem. Is that what <laughs> Uh, I think so. So random sounds, un, you know, just can create worry. I think that's what you know. Quite a few people, I would say, I've known that. Um, and then there's the stuff like that you and and many people really just allow themselves to indulge in the fantasy of Sasquatch or mm, or the or, I knew or maybe the that. Yeti or or maybe okay. you know big you know all these things that are. Mythical, you know, man versus the mythical unknown of Sasquatch. So, 
you have to agree that the Sasquatch would still fit in the unknown category, right? Yeah, for sure. Like the Loch Ness Monster, the Chupacabra. I would put those all in there. Yeah. Right. So, I th- yeah. All those things that okay. people want to see but have never probably, tr- well, I better not say probably, have not clearly seen with their video cameras that they've okay. come with. Right. So. Except for all the footage that's out there. Except for that blurry stuff, yes. <laughs> the people in the <laughs> We need Sasquatch Part 2 coming season 2. Sasquatch Part right. 2. <laughs> okay, so we've got, we got, we got five of them. That's, and then we got one more, which is uh, Man versus the Supernatural. Mm. I've got kind of a special one for that one. And this, this one sort of involves, oh man, I guess kind of the origin story here. I, I'm going to get into like, like, a, like a non-superhero origin story. It's deep. I like it. Yeah. But this is going to be kind of the intro to this one. So okay. many moons ago, back when I was a freshman in high school, I was kind of hanging out with the wrong crowd. We might call them like the, the braggarts, the... The chess club? The, the was man. it the chess club? <laughs> <laughs> you were in band? Were you in band? I was in band. There's nothing wrong with band. I was band. in band for, for a year in high school. Wow. What did you play? I played the clarinet. Really? That yeah. does not surprise me. Well, here's... I don't know that we want to talk about this very much, but I think I've already shared that I'm a, I'm a people pleaser. And so for my fifth grade birthday, my uncle got me a clarinet. And mm. they, my parents made this big deal about how much money he spent getting it cleaned up because it was his when he was a kid. So it was like supposed to be this oh, really good quality one. Okay. And so you feel like, obligated. For sure. For obviously okay. for like, you know, whatever, four years, five years. And yep. at, at that point, um, I think I would have stuck with band if I played a different instrument, but the clarinet was, um, I mean, I, I, I was okay at it. It just wasn't my thing. But anyway, that was not the group I'm talking about. So okay. anyway, I was hanging out with not, the not-so-good group of friends, kind of going Got down it. the wrong road. I was on the basketball team, and after practice one day, a super popular guy, the, probably the most popular guy in the entire high school, said, he's on the basketball team as well, he says, um, yep. hey, do you want to come to a Bible study? And wow. I said, yeah, I want to hang out with this fun, cool, popular guy. So I went to this Bible study, and that's how I became a Christian, and... As a result, I haven't had this man versus supernatural experience in the backcountry because I have a solid relationship with Jesus. And mm. so I think that to kind of fully encapsulate what this might look like or what this is all about, we got to bring in the guy who invited me to my first Bible study to kind of share about this man versus supernatural conflict. And that is Mr. Rocky Brown. Boom. Boom. So that's where the origin story is, how he and I first started be, to become friends. And obviously, we're still friends 20-something right. years later. But so anyway, so uh, I got a chance to talk to him about mm-hmm. his take on the man versus supernatural conflict. And here is what he said. All right, I've got Rocky with me. Rocky, how's it going, man? Great. Carl, how are you? Excellente. I am excited that we have you as a special guest on our season finale episode about... Oh! Yeah. Six... Whoa! Season finale! I know. It's been a long season, but it's been a good season, and I think this is a good way to wrap it. We've got the different conflicts of backpacking. We've talked about some of them over the course of our season, but mm-hmm. one of them that we definitely have not referenced and talked about, the last one that Derek and I have not yet gotten to is... The sixth one, which is man versus the supernatural. Oh, a little late on the drum roll. <laughs> so that's all right. That's a good try. Uh, nice. When you when, so as it relates to backpacking, like Rocky, what do you think of when you think of like man versus supernatural? 
Wow, that's that's seriously a great question. And the uh, first thing that comes to mind is like for me, I equate the supernatural with God, uh, and it's interesting that it's man versus supernatural because a lot of times in life there is all sorts of problems with man versus God. Like if right. God is real, men want to do their own thing, and God knows the best way to do stuff. So a lot of times I have this idea of what the best way would be that's in direct conflict with him. And, you know, I mean, th th you get some big time verses right there, man versus supernatural, like my way versus God's way. God's way is proven to be better time and time again when I finally do it um, and let go of my stubbornness. But uh, yeah, I mean, you, you get some serious internal conflict um, as a result of, basically not doing things his way, not doing things the, the best way. Yeah. And I think that like, honestly, the, there's a, like a movie scene that comes to mind when I think of this, I think of like in Forrest Gump, when Lieutenant Dan was like in the sea, like yelling at God. And they're like, I, I think he was talking about how he's angry at God. And I think that, um, as it relates to backpacking, like, I think it like, like people t tend to seek out nature to sort of like fill the void in their soul. Like they feel like, sometimes just getting away from everything is like that by itself is the solution. So that's, I guess. Agreed. Yeah. So what, like, what would you say to that? Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And there have been times in my life where I've actually done that. I just, I thought I needed to be at a certain place on a, at a certain trail in Yosemite. And I thought that if I got to that spot, then I was going to, I was going to, whatever you want to call it, I was going to feel good type thing. But um, I've come to the realization as I've gotten older that getting to that certain spot in nature, getting to that place that you kind of envision in your mind when uh, uh, you're thinking of, of that ideal place, of that place where, man, if I get there, I'm feeling good. You know, really, it can actually be anywhere that you feel good as long as, you know, you are just in tune with your creator. You're in tune with God. So, and I think, I definitely think that there is some merit to going out on a trail, going out in the outdoors, being out there in, you know, in creation, looking at all these awesome trees and stuff, especially the redwoods and, you know, and drawing nearer to God. But man, the thing is, I've seen like the older I've gotten, the more I've realized you can do that anywhere because he is just as powerful right here in my little office as he is on the mightiest mountain that I'll ever climb. Like, I think escape to nature like definitely can reset us because we get away from technology we get away from distractions and and that kind of can can put us in tune with what i don't know whatever thought process we got to work through i suppose but in the end like i think that yeah the distractions take us away from like a greater purpose that we have and mm -hmm. so one nice thing about i guess going backpacking or hiking or camping or whatever um your outdoor adventure is is it resets yourself to kind of, yeah, to, to reflect upon what that purpose is. So I don't think that the nature in itself is the end. I think it's more like it can be sort of the means to the end. And so I think that it's, it's an opportunity to, to reset yourself and to um, evaluate where you are in regard to what you want. And so if you try to use nature itself as like, I guess we're getting kind of we're getting kind of philosophical and deep here, but as, as like the, the filling of the void is just going to be temporary. Whoa! Wrap my mind Whoa. around all this, man. Right. So I think so. We're kind of posing the problem here. Yeah. So is 
but we Derek and I were trying to work through some of the solutions of these conflicts. So what would be your idea for a solution? Um, I would definitely say that when, you know, when you do go out in nature, go out with that. And I really actually refer to it more as creation just because I know that God made it. Um, go out with the, the, with right. the mindset that, man, I'm going to get out there for sure. And I'm going to enjoy the heck out of that trip because, you know, these backpacking trips are obviously awesome. But uh, Lord, help me to hear what you would have, what you would be saying to me while I'm out there. Let me not just get caught up in just being there. Just like you're saying. I mean, it's, you know, it's a means. It's not like nature, creation, being out on a trip itself, like being out in the outdoors. It's a means. It's not an end. But man, it's a great means to get to the end of, you know, which, which I would say is being able to connect with God, to really hear his voice speak back to you, to really know what he is, you know, in fact, telling you to do um, in wherever you're at in your life. Um, and then, you know, like being able to respond to him by saying, you know, God, that sounds awesome. I know I can't do it. Please give me the strength. And reaching that point where, where you are just like, you know, partnering up with him to start living the way that you were meant to live, that all of us were meant to live. Yeah, man, I like it. So a verse that comes to mind for me, this is our like verse of the episode, is Psalm 19.1. Do you know that one? I, I do, basically, because I have it on my phone in front of me. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's mighty convenient. <laughs> <laughs> it is indeed. But um, I, I remember it because my grandpa used to say it to us every night. We we didn't you know live with him or anything, but every night he vacationed with us. He would say it to us before we go to sleep. It was awesome. And the first verse goes: "The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows forth His handiwork." Or another translation reads: "The skies proclaim the work of His hands." Whoa. Epic. Yeah, for sure. I think that like, yeah, just creation itself is just obviously evidence of God. And one of the obvious things is you can see the handiwork of God a lot more clearly when you're in those outdoors, when you're in a place like Yosemite, as opposed to when you're driving down, you know, a freeway or something where there's all these concrete walls on the right and the left, and there's a concrete barrier in the middle, there's trash on the side of the road, things like that. It's just, it's much easier to see God's handiwork when you're out in some of those pristine, picturesque, awesome places that we all like to go and adventure in. I think, and, and whether people realize that the, the great thing about it is, you know, that like you mentioned a void, I think everybody has a void in them. We all do. And when we have that void, we try to fill it. A lot of us, like you said, try to fill it when we go to the outdoors. And I think there's a good reason for that. And that is people do know Man, when I go outdoors, I'm going to get something more than I do when I'm indoors. Uh, you know, sitting at a, staring at a desktop, staring at my laptop, whatever. I'm going to get something more, and it's so true because God made those a lot more directly than He made He made everything. He allowed computers to be made. He allowed TV screens to be made, but He made those other things, the outdoors things, a lot more directly than the technology that a lot of us are on all the time. And so, I think to bring it back to kind of the yeah, the idea behind this like man versus supernatural and like the solution behind that. Like if if you're going through struggles or trials and you and then and you feel like, yeah, getting out is a solution or, or part of the solution, I think that that could yeah, you could be on your way or you're onto something there. And if you're looking for something further, if you're looking for more purpose in your life, then I think that's when you start to look to the heavens that declare the glory of God. And so 
If you're interested in finding more out about this, uh, reach out to me on Facebook. Just private message me, and and we can have a kind of private conversation about that. But this, yeah, I think I think this is a big one because, like, when we talk about you know all the things we'd like to do, backpacking is high on my list. Obviously, making a podcast about it, but but I think that like when we go backpacking, even in our big group, like there's always purpose behind it, and the purpose is is fun as a part of it, but there's a greater purpose of fellowship and yeah. And growth in our relationship with the Lord. Dude, agree. You know, that's, I mean, you saying that really made me think of probably the essence of what we're talking about. And that is, I mean, like to, to make it, to make it equate to the trail. One of the things that I do love to look at a lot when we're out on the trail is uh, trees. I really do. I, I don't know what it is. Okay. Whether they're fallen, whether they're, you know, upright or whatnot. I do kind of, you know, the way the leaves sway in the breeze, just it's really poetic and all that type of stuff relaxes me because I do live a pretty busy life. I try to slow down, but man, looking at trees is awesome. And I do remember one time that I, and I should probably do this more often where it made me think of the tree. Okay. I'm looking at this tree swaying and I'm thinking of the tree on which Jesus hung this, you know, that cross Man, you know, like mm. at the time when I, like, this was a long time. This was, a, I'm trying to remember when this was, this might've been on the first Red Peak Pass trip, which has been referenced many times throughout the podcast. Probably too many times actually, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, why not add to the references, huh? I like it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if you remember, you know, where I was at mentally at that point. Like I was, you know, I was fine. I wasn't like psychotic or anything. But I was just, I really was worried about a lot of things. And I do remember one little instance where I'm looking at a tree and it made me think of the tree of Jesus, Jesus hanging on the cross, how much he suffered and bled and died. And I, I tell you, man, in, in an instant, you know, a lot of the worries that I had were really just cured kind of on the spot because that's what looking at Jesus hanging on the tree will do. And, you know, like, I got that connection directly from that backpacking trip, directly from the trail we were on, directly at whatever tree that was. I'd like to go back to that tree. Yeah, we'll never be able to find it again. But, you know, dude, just made me think. You never know. <laughs> yeah, man, you never know. <laughs> All right, it's the quest for the tree. You know what? That's the whole next podcast. The quest for the tree. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, yeah. I mean, I think that kind of goes back to what we were talking about. It's, yeah, it's a time of, of reflection and that was obviously a very valuable time for you. And I've had those moments as well. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners have can connect with that. So yeah, we'll see if anything comes of our analysis of the man versus supernatural as it relates to backpacking. And all right, before, before I kick it back to Derek though, on a lighter note, Mm. we got a trip coming up soon. And last summer, as some of the, some of the listeners have seen with that video, you, you carried a sword. Oh yeah! You got the crazy wig. You got the football. You, you had all sorts of stuff. <laughs> what is in store for us this summer? Do you are you? What do you have for the Strider Award this year? What are you What are you doing? You, so you basically want me to reveal my items right now? I doesn't hurt to ask. So that you, <laughs> so that you know. <laughs> okay, you know what? I first I want to give a shout out to these listeners. You are freaking awesome. God bless you all. I hope you guys have many an epic trip that where, you know, you beat us to figuring out the best, perfect backpacking trip. Okay. Thanks for listening. You guys, you guys freaking rock. Okay. As far as the strider goes, this year (laughs) might be my best year ever. 
I do. I must say okay. that I am going to bring an item that doesn't weigh anything. So that is might be. Sounds like it's air. You're bringing air. <laughs> All right. Yeah. One more thing before we go. We did have a listener reach out to us and suggest, like, if you're starting to get some episode suggestions, and I'm kind of like keeping a running list of these because there's some really good ones. And one of them was like, they want us to kind of go through the gear list specifically, like what we bring on our trip, just to kind of find out, which I think it can be helpful to some people, but we're not like super big gearheads. We don't spend like a ton of money on stuff. So, but they specifically request that you be a part of that episode. Do you even bring the same stuff every year? Oh, whoa. Uh, that's, I think that's part of the problem is I bring the exact same stuff every year again and again and again, year in, okay, so year out. That could be easy for you to go through the gear list and kind of give a rundown. I don't know that that would be helpful because like not a lot of people bring like three inflatable pillows, for example, <laughs> only intending to use one of them. <laughs> Dude, it's no harm in being prepared. Sam White yeah. We have another listener who who calls our podcast and I think even called the video. Wait, that first listener? Tell him thanks, man. That's sick. Like, I'm, I'm probably the least yeah. gear expert of, of all of them. But now because of that, that guy's pushing me, man. I'm going to try to get some good gear knowledge and try to bring it next time we discuss this. Okay, we got another listener who actually calls our podcasts funcational like kind of a play on like they're fun but they're like they can be educational and i think some podcasts are more <laughs> educational than others and some are more fun <laughs> hopefully than others i think is it fair to say that like you're probably more on the fun side of the funcational phrase regarding like your backpacking gear yeah i i would say pretty much all fun we'll have to kind of balance that out with some serious stuff if we if we do a gear rundown We'll see. We'll see if we can get to that. But um, it's hard to get a hold of Rocky. This is like a special moment where we can actually get yeah. you on the podcast. And I really appreciate you coming on. And all right, we're gonna we're gonna kick it back over. But thanks for coming on, Rocky. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Carl. Thank you. Absolutely, our pleasure. Yeah. All right. So there you have it. So those are the six conflicts of backpacking and. Uh, all that to say, there's a lot of conflict out there, but I think that that's part of why we like backpacking in the first place, man. Like there's a lot that we have to overcome to make our trip successful. And so it just is yeah. awesome when it all sort of comes together. It, it does. It feels, it feels great. You know? Yeah. Uh, so that being said, can you, what's your biggest conflict you've ever had on a backpacking trip? Death March for sure. I think simply because uh i've never i've never been that mentally tested in my life for sure um there was quite a few times i'm like i don't know how i'd get out of here if something really really bad happened because i was i felt like i was on the point uh, like on the breaking point of that um so when i when i made it through the entire trip on my own i don't think i've ever been more proud of myself and, and it sounds weird to say that but I think it's good, you know, you, you it was one of those moments, like, I, I've, I'm really proud right. of myself. Like, I did not think I could do that. Um, I knew I had a lot of willpower, and I hate quitting, and it really tested me. So, to come through uh, was was huge for my own, you know, I think, confidence and, and, and internal being, I think. So, that was by far my biggest okay. conflict, was myself on that trip. So, I'm glad I yeah, man. was able to overcome that one. What about you? So I think that mine, 
I don't think I've shared this one was actually going, this is like, a, so yours is man versus self. Mine's man versus man, where my first launch of the mm-hmm. genre trail that I've shared about, I went with two guys and one guy was way older than me and he was more of like a pessimist, uh, friendly guy, but just a pessimist. And he just had, he kind of had his own issues on the trail, to be honest. And then I went with a guy who was younger than me and he was, uh, I don't know that his maturity was quite there. And it just was, it was hard to do a long trail with two guys that I didn't fully connect with. And I'd probably connect with them a lot better now that I'm older, but, right. but you know, you just, if you're going to do something long, you want to be hanging out with people that you like. And so I think being able to finish that trail under those circumstances with having somebody who's pretty negative and then having somebody else who just generally wasn't always fun to be around, um, kind of side story on that. He, this, the, the younger guy, he, uh, he brought this yeah. like serving size spoon to eat out of his, um, freeze dried meals or like those packets. And every time he'd take a bite, every time he'd take, take a bite, he okay. would lick <laughs> okay. his spoon. Like it was a lollipop. He'd like lap it like a dog lapping it. And after a few days of that, I had to turn oh, away. Wow. I couldn't watch him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm bringing a spoon it on the so, next trip. Woo! It's just, it was, I'm bringing it. I'm bringing a spoon. I, I'm not usually that picky with stuff, and I just couldn't handle it anymore. So that is hilarious. Yeah, That's hilarious. just lapping the spoon. So you know, whatever. Being out there for a long time, and so that was probably mine. But anyway, I could see that. That would be tough. Yeah. That would so now be tough. I've got as as a result over the years, I've gotten more picky with you know, who I want to go with. And I'm still flexible with, you know, bringing new people along, but if it's not working out, it's not working out. It's, it's okay to kind of switch it up. So yeah, I'm, a, I'm aware. I'm aware of your pickiness. That's true. I, I, I concur. <laughs> I concur. Uh, no, I think, you know, I, I see, I see where you're going with that. I mean, it's like a double-edged sword, you know, especially if you're the leader and you're organizing all this stuff and you're like, ugh, I've been down this road before. Maybe people don't see it, but I kind of get it. I don't know. So I, I mean, that's, that's gotta be not fun. For sure. Is there any is, is there any solution okay. to what we have a conflict about though? The the our top our top ones. Well, yeah. mine was just to simply go with different people, and yours were just to bring better socks and <laughs> maybe dial socks. back the mileage and get a lighter <laughs> backpack, bring less shoes, less clothes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. all that junk. Okay. So I think I think you've solved that right. problem as years of experience have piled upon you. But there you go. So that's that's lots of conflict, and we'll see how that plays out this summer and yeah. in our trip. And I think. I, I don't know. Well, let me ask you this, Derek. Like we talked about maybe you kind of packing in your microphone where we might actually do kind of a between seasons episode from the trail. Are, are you still up for that? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm up for whatever. I can pack this puppy in there. No problem. Um, okay. Well, we'll try it and see if it works. And we'll have, I'm sure, just guys yelling in the background some nonsense. But we can bring them in too and have some random guests and kind of see how things are going. It's definitely no, no lack of nonsense on our trip. That's for sure. I th- Right. I think that we'll probably start the episode by saying, so here's how the trip has been sabotaged so far. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, probably true. That's probably true. All right. So I think, so there's a couple different ways I want to wrap um, this episode and this season. Yeah. So before we get to that, though, we're going to try to do like an episode per month, like June, July, August, in between season one, season two. And we're hoping to come back strong season two in September. Right. And we're really like, our hope is that we can kind of build upon this what we've kind of done so far in our first season so that we can actually like keep this as a sustainable podcast hopefully land a sponsor so that we can um yeah just make this last and so yeah if you have 
friends and family like to go backpacking, feel free to uh, to try to get them to, to listen to our podcast. The more downloads, the better that we get. And like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll throw up an episode out there every once in a while as we you know kind of update each other about what's going on as it relates to the trail and life. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. hopefully hear from a lot of you and kind of get some of your updates as well. Definitely enjoy that on Facebook. And yeah, with that said, I think two things I want to hit are we got to have a trivia question. And I think this should be a reflective trivia question just about our season. And so okay, like I'm going to ask you what you think like top, top couple episodes, like most popular episodes are and then the least popular episodes. This is typically by topic. So, mm. you know, in mm. terms of just it could be. Yeah. So, so overall popularity with episodes and then least popular episodes. What do you think is kind of really hit home with people and which ones have we just struck out on? Uh, I want to say I feel like our mo some of our most one of our most popular episodes was I felt like it was either uh, you know why does my blank hurt or okay possibly the episode where we interviewed obviously Fitzpatrick or you interviewed mm-hmm. Fitzpatrick I'd say the, one of those is probably the most to me yeah was, okay, I, okay. I, i'll give you the the fitzpatrick and smead one for sure mm-hmm. um the long trail episode yeah yeah that's a good one yeah that, that one's definitely up, up and coming and that one's kind of got the most downloads for the short amount of time that it's been out so i'll give you that one i would say the least popular Ooh, ooh, so many to choose from no i'm just kidding i would say <laughs> either how to pass the permit test okay or how to lose it backpacking Okay. I could be wrong. So how to lose a backpacking is definitely down there. (laughs) And then I think the other one, well, I'll just give it. Yeah. So I'll I'll give it to you. I'll give you a a successful trivia answer session on that one. Good job. You did good. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. So well done. Um, So yeah, the ones that are the most popular and and the least, least popular, a little bit surprising. Mm. So overall, the one that has like the total most downloads and the one that people just like when they go back and they scroll down, they click on that one when they want to get to know our podcast overwhelmingly has been the death march. Really? Yeah. So you mentioned so you mentioned that one already in this episode. And yeah, that that was the one, man. Like, you know, I, you know, that's the one people are digging. So we might have another we have a sequel to, to the, I definitely have more to say about the death march. I think your story's been shared, but there's other stories out there for sure that can be shared that are very, very interesting in that regard. Look, guys, you know, when I when I open up the heart chambers and pour out, good things happen. So I'm, I'm hopefully, you know, <laughs> I touched a few people. Um, yeah. yeah, that was a beast of a trip for sure. I think are you are you trying to take on like the braggart role because that's I, I, i'm trying i just i don't know how to do it I, that's why i'm watching you a lot you yeah know? well i think you're succeeding <laughs> how would you know though unless you were <laughs> you've used Boom. the phrase i was proud of myself in this episode well i oh, <laughs> oh wow I, twisting my words uh i i was i'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not I'm not even gonna defend that i said proud of myself in a good way of course not like I'm, yeah, I'm okay. bragging that I almost died and survived a trip. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. So so you thought that Can You Pass a Permit Test was actually one of our least popular episodes, and that was actually the second most popular so, wow. episode that's, overall. That's, uh, that yeah. show me. Pretty interesting. Yeah. That was a fun one, too. I need I need to get on, check our stats a little bit more often. So mm-hmm. anyway, and then definitely, definitely <laughs> How to Lose a Backpacking. We're not going to spend more time talking about the fleshy, so that's something we're going to avoid. And then the other one was uh kicking in the bucket list didn't do so well either mm, mm-hmm. 
Mm. I think people just have their own bucket list, and mm. so they, you know, they kind of tailor make it to whatever they they have going on. May or may not relate to backpacking, which is totally fine. And it still did relatively well, just not as well as the other episodes. And so we probably won't be talking about bucket list anymore. Okay, so that's okay. That's fair. But there's lots of episodes that did really well that we will revisit in some form or fashion. And do you feel validated to continue? Man, our, our podcast is growing, so I think that that's validation enough. What, what do you think? Okay, we're Carl's worried about this, guys. He wants validation. Send him, send him some love on the Facebook page. Okay, otherwise he'll quit. <laughs> that happen. Okay, don't quit, Not Carl. Sure where this is don't from. quit, Carl. Don't quit. Yeah. Okay. I all think right. I think we all know. So this whole season, Derek, we've been trying to just build the perfect backpacking trip. So in the end, I think we have a lot of different ways to make the perfect trip. Do you think that if we apply all these things that we've been talking about to our own trip, it will be the perfect trip? No, but <laughs> I will strive for that continuously. Okay. It's, it's well, an ongoing, uh, you know, it's an ongoing effort for sure. Okay. But that's the, that's the joy of backpacking. That's the joy of nature and getting out there. Am I right? It's always that different. Is. It's always new. It's always unexpected. So, Right. This has been fun. We I've enjoyed season one. Season one has been excellent. Yeah. Um, yeah. 31 episodes, a nice round number for you a season. <laughs> <laughs> you, did, you did a good job, buddy. I'm proud of you. I'm proud that you survived it. <laughs> I got worried about you about, you know, episode 14, 15, but you pulled through. Yeah, we did. And uh, you, did, you did. pulled it off. I'm proud of you. Ladies and gentlemen, we hope you have enjoyed season one of the Backpacking Blisters podcast episode. Um, we appreciated all your feedback. Uh, and all your stories uh, and all your input, we are going to be taking a little break here. We'll be doing an episode per month in the, in the months of June, July, and August uh, before we kick off season two. So stay tuned for those as well. Uh, we also encourage you guys to continue to visit the Facebook page. Uh, leave us a review on the Apple iTunes or Google Play. That would really help us out. Uh, also, uh, we started an Instagram page, Backpacking and Blisters Instagram page. So go ahead and search for that. And uh, look for the new pictures we'll be posting up on that. That'll do it for us here on the Backpacking and Blisters Season 1. Thanks again, guys. And remember, guys, it is not backpacking unless there's a few blisters along the way. Take care. I want to fly I got another... Backpacking conflict for you, Carl. Man versus shoulders. What to do? There is no answer for the shoulders. Um, the shoulders are a constant reminder that you are human. Either put in some uh, microfiber pillows under each shoulder, or, you know, there's got to be a way we can just kind of float your bag above you and tie it to your waist so you don't float away. Maybe balloons. We'll do balloons. That's it. Balloons. Tying your bag to balloons. We'll see you guys. Are you still talking? Is is are you still on? What are you what are you saying? What no, dude, I'm just uh just uh cleaning up here a couple of things. Uh what do you what's going on with you? How you doing? One of the most legendary shows in the outdoors is on Waypoint TV. Don't miss Primo's Truth About Hunting, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.
On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! Oh! Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.